Welcome in everyone to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by DraftKings. It's crazy to think, but we've only got two weeks left of ATP and WTA events scheduled on the 2020 calendar for the men. They're in Paris this week for the Masters event. Of course, the top eight men in the world going to fly to London next week to compete in the year-end championships. For the women, they've got the action in Linz, and that's the last WTA event on the schedule. Now, fortunately for us tennis fans, we will have some Challenger and ITF events littered throughout the end of November, first few weeks of December. But, you know, things are winding down here in this 2020 season. And if for some reason you have not yet gotten in on the action, be sure to do so before the season comes to an end. Be sure to take advantage of our friends at DraftKings limited time offer for you Crack Rackets fans. If you don't know how to do so, if you have not yet already, here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings.com, create your DraftKings Sportsbook account and make a deposit. From there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. Gets even easier after that. You're going to make your first bet, and DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Think about that, folks. That's like starting off a match with John Isner's serve, right? A risk-free first bet up to $500. You're winning those points. That's four aces. You're up one love. Go take advantage of that offer with our friends at DraftKings by going to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dk ng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITHIN in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonus comes in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. And a reminder for all of you fans out there, if you would like to see my list of my complete picks for Monday's matches in the professional tennis world, be sure to go to our website, CrackedRackets.com, where you can find this podcast in article form. Of course, if you want to hear a recap of the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from throughout the tennis world, you can go check out the Mini Break podcast, which you can find on our website or wherever you listen to your podcast. And, of course, if you need those immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me with your worst beats of the week with any gambling advice, your thoughts maybe on the action we're about to see unfold in Paris. Feel free to message me throughout the week at Great Shot Pod. Always appreciate hearing from you listeners, hearing, uh, you know, whether you've listened to our advice or not, if it paid off in your favor or not. Thankfully, again, we've got a little bit of momentum heading down the home stretch. No, we didn't have any aces of the day this weekend because we didn't make any picks, but winning weeks these past two weeks, that's always a good thing, right? Put a little money in your pocket as we head towards the holiday season. Let's try and do that again this week as we look towards the action I mentioned. We've got the main event in Paris. Of course, we've got a couple of challengers going on as well. Well, ITF action. You can find all of the odds with our friends on the DraftKings Tennis Sportsbook. But with those thoughts in mind, let's get to our picks for Monday's Aces of the Day. And let's start with a challenger match. I think we can all agree, one of the breakthrough performers of the 2020 French Open, young American Sebastian Corda, of course, the 20-year-old for the first time in his career, really going on a deep run at the slams. Of course, he reaches the fourth round, knocking off Seppi Isner and Martinez Portero. 
Vaquero before losing in three, you know, fairly convincing sets uh, to Rafael Nadal. He's playing in the uh, uh, on the carpet in Germany this week, excuse me, uh, as he is playing in the challenger there. And in his first round, he will take on another talented youngster, 20-year-old Czech Thomas Mahak, uh, who I believe currently around 250 in the world. Look, it's an indoor event. It's on carpet. Carpet, a funky surface. A surface. You're probably going to think, okay, who plays the quicker game? Who's got the game more suited? And, you know, Mahak, his best results have come on hard courts. In particular, he plays well on an indoor hard court. And I know clay, or excuse me, I know carpet, probably most similar indoor carpet to an indoor hard court, a fast indoor hard court. But I feel like it's worth remembering here. Sebastian Court is six foot four, six foot five. You see that big first serve. You see the plus one tennis he's capable of playing this is a pick on him this is a pick on me thinking I saw what he did at the French Open and you know he played the challenger a couple of weeks ago in Germany as well on that occasion for Korda he ended up losing 4-4 four and four to Hussler who may have gone on to win that challenger uh, but he looked pretty good the first time in Ismaning was Ismaning uh, on the carpet I don't recall I'm going to look that up Ismaning was it on carpet it was so I really like that that he has reps already on the carpet, you look for Mahak and what he has done over these past couple of weeks or since the restart. You know, he's actually had some really good results. His only losses, if you think about it, since play restarted, he lost a match to Elias Yimmer in three sets. That's not a bad loss. Robin Hassa, not the best, uh, best loss. Carrot seven straight sets. That's not bad. You know, a loss to Fritz in five at the French. That's fine. A loss in straights to Caruso. A loss in three to Martinez. Portero on the clay. He's played really good tennis of late, but I just like the fact that Corda has played a carpet match already, that he has that experience on the indoors, and then simply put, it's two 20-year-olds. I think Corda's ready to inch his way towards the top 100. He is, it's always been a matter for him staying healthy, being on the court when he's on the court. You know, when he was 18, he was able to put together runs of back-to-back challenger quarterfinals. Now, obviously, coming off of the big momentum uh, after the French Open quarterfinals of a challenger, the expectation for him moving forward. I think this is a good match. If you want to hit the over in this one, I can completely understand that. But I'm going to ride with Korda at minus 136 in this one. We're going to put $6 on him to win 444. Again, six foot four indoor hard court, big serve, plus one tennis. He's played on the carpet already. I like Korda in this one over Mahak. That's ace of the day number one. Ace of the day number two and three, of course, a couple of funky parlays for you from the action in Paris. Let's start with the more, I suppose, civilized, more suitable, more likely parlay to hit. That's four favorites on the day. We'll start with the lopsided favorites. Alex Diemenauer tomorrow. I suppose it's a tricky match for him as he's going to be taking on uh, Stefano Travaglia. You talk about what Travaglia has done of late. Of course, these two players have never played before, but for Travaglia, uh, you know, he's been pretty good since the restart. You look at he's come through qualifying here at Paris. Pretty good wins over Sosa and Majer. Uh, you know, a loss to Tommy Paul last week, a loss to Pellegrino the week before that, but third round of the French Open before he lost to Nadal, round of 16 in Rome before he lost to Berrettini, of course, you know, four-set loss for him against Thompson at the U.S. Open, but he, he's been pretty solid since the restart, but Alex Diemenauer looked so good in Antwerp, and I know the loss to Umber in the final probably soured uh, the ending of the performance because of how convincing that first set was, right? 6-1, 7-6, but he looked outstanding against Grigor Dimitrov. We've seen him go on 
runs at the end of the season before indoor hard courts. Probably his best surface right now. Give me Demon Hour, comfortable, you know, minus 450, minus 500 favorite, depending on where you look. That's parlay leg number one. Parlay leg number two. I know Carino Busta didn't look great in his loss last week, but minus 500 over Hugo Gaston, who, of course, made us all, uh, or left us all in awe after his French Open performance, but what's he going to do to hurt PCB on an indoor hardcourt? I don't know. I think this matches in PCB's favor. I just don't see how Gaston hurts him, and if you can't hurt him, you know, you're not going to out-solid him unless your name is Novak Djokovic, I suppose. Alex Virov down two sets to love, but anyways, give me PCB minus 500 over Gaston. Those are legs one and two. Of course, those are the lopsided favorites. Now things get a little bit more interesting. Now, some of you may be ready to give up on Hubie Hercots. We all know he has burned us on this podcast a couple of times. That five-set loss to Sandgren at the French Open, jumping out in particular. And it's not like Hercots looked great last week, you know, for Hubie. And over these past couple of weeks, you talk about what he has done. You know, he plays in Vienna last week. Good first set win over Balaz. Six and six loss to Senego, which actually, I guess, looks a lot better in retrospect, right? Considering Senego goes on to win the tournament. But uh, that was a match, Hubie, if you watch probably should have won. Of course, he lost quarterfinals to RBA in the first leg of Cologne. Uh, you know, Rome, he makes round of 16 play Schwartzman. I think he beats Elbot tomorrow. I just don't know what Radu Elbot does to hurt him. I think that match is on Hubi Hercot's racket, and when the match is on his racket, if he can't take time away, I think he can just do too many things, and I think he wins the match. I simply put, he's got the biggest weapons on the court. Indoor hardcourt suit him. Give me Hercot's in that one over Elbot. And then lastly, give me Borna Chorich over um, Martin Fucevic, who obviously uh, looked good in qualifying these. Obviously, if you followed qualifying, you know he looked good in qualifying and, you know, indoor hardcourt. Uh, you know, he's a guy with such a big game. Fucevic, the big serve, plus one tennis. He's comfortable moving forward. He'll take chances. But that first set Borna Chorich played against Novak Djokovic last week, that was an exceptional level of tennis. And yeah, Djokovic ended up fizzling out against Sinego, but in in that match, you had Djokovic locked in, and George pushed him to the brink in that first set. That was really outstanding tennis. George probably should have won the set, had a couple of set points in that match, and I think he bounces back strongly here in Paris. I think he wants to end 2020 on the sort of note he's really uh, strung up. I don't know. What do you do with the note he's played, I suppose, since play restarted in August? He has been that good. Yeah, sorry. Mixed music metaphors. That's not my thing. I, the point is, whatever note he's been hitting, he should keep hitting, right? I want to hear you like Alicia Keys on this note, Born a Chorch. Stick with this in New York. You just made the quarterfinals. Anyways, sorry for that. Westoff, leave it in. Uh, hopefully some of you are still listening at this point, but I do like Born a Chorch tomorrow. He's 2-0 in his career over Martin Fucevic. Actually, let's see. Is it just 2-0? It is 2-0. They played on an indoor hard court last year in St. Petersburg. It was a close match. 6-7-7-5-3-0 victory for Chorch. But I think George is playing a lot better now than he was then. I think Borna George f- continues to find his form here down the home stretch. I actually think he's not a horrible bet to win this tournament on futures odds because I think this one ends up getting funky. But 
You throw the four of them together. Hercots, Chorich, Demon Hour, PCB, plus 188. That's good enough for me to throw $4 on that to win 751 in return. Again, I like that the quarter and parlay, they cover one another. If quarter hits, well, it doesn't matter. If the parlay doesn't hit, it's still a winning day. If the parlay hits and quarter doesn't, it's still a winning day. Of course, ideally, we'll have both hit tomorrow, and that way we can turn to our third parlay, a funky one, folks. It's a seven-manner. and a, Oh, excuse me. It's an eight-man parlay because... It's a Monday. Let's start the week off on the right track. We're going to take Hercots, Chorich, Demon Hour, PCB, and then we're going to add Thompson. We're going to add FAA. We're going to add Giron, and then we're going to add Struff Daddy to the mix all in Paris. You take those eight men to win plus 811 odds. We're going to throw a quarter on that, 25 cents. I've seen what all of you do with quarters and you, you can afford to put a quarter on this one at plus 811. We're going to put that quarter. We're going to win 203 in return. We're going to get our week off to the right sort of start. So a quick recap of the aces. We're going to take Sebastian Corda, minus 136 over Mahak. We're not putting a quarter. We're not putting a quarter on Corda. We're putting $6 to win 444. I'm recording this at 110 a.m., okay? Give me some slack, people. It was a busy weekend here for our Cracked Rackets team. But Corda, minus 136 over Mahak, 6 to win. 444. Hercots, George, Demon Hour, PCP, that four-person parlay, plus 188, four to win 751, and then Hercots, Thompson, Demon Hour, PCP, FAA, George, Garon, Struff, oh my, plus 811, 25 cents to win 203. Of course, to get in on the action, just go to our friends at DraftKings, go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. Shout out as always to our super producers, Max Liger and Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job they do day in day out making all of this content possible of course if you have missed any of the action oh by the way those two they have a fuck of an editing job to do and they always get the job done and you can see the job they do day in day out by heading over to our website crackrackets.com of course again you want to hear the biggest storylines results controversies from the tennis world go check out our mini break podcast wherever you like to listen to your shows but with that in mind for my wonderful super producers, Gligner and Westoff, our friends at DraftKings, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. As always, we hope you enjoy Monday's matches, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone.